0: Welcome to another episode of No Block Sports. I am your host, Jason Green. We are on episode 74. And just like all the other 73 episodes, we have so much to get into. Uh, Last episode, we did uh, NBA first round predictions. Um, You can go check that out on the website. Just look up No Block Sports. It's on Apple or Spotify. I think right now we're looking at possibly 8 for 8 as long as a couple teams don't get uh, upset but looking like eight foray right now, I called the Celtics in seven. They swept, but we're not going to get into that today. It's NFL draft season, right? And as the analyst that I am, this is my third year, maybe my fourth. I think it's my third year of doing a first round mock draft. So if you're unfamiliar with my work, here's how it goes. Um, one, I am predicting. Right, it's only a first round, right? I will never understand how people do seven round mock drafts. I. Cannot comprehend it. These Matt Millers, these Tom McShays, these Mel Kuypers. I will never understand it. Okay, I couldn't name you that many players in the class. I could not give you an actual detailed description of each player. I did the first round and who I think would be first round picks. Um, Two, I don't predict trades. That is extremely difficult to do. But there's a lot of rumblings in this draft that's not that deep. And a lot of trades could happen. So I'll say in these situations where I think trades could happen in this episode, but I do not predict trades. It's just straight 1 through 32. Um, I'm predicting what, each, what I think each team will pick, right? What I mean by that is it's not exactly what I would do, right? It's what I think they will do at the selection, but I will give my intel about if I think this guy gets drafted too high or too low. And that's really it. So without further ado, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. And with the first overall pick, I think they will select Trayvon Walker. I think this is one of the most interesting number one overall picks we've had in years. And here's why. One, he wasn't even on, I don't think he was on anyone's radar be number one pick to the start of the college football season. I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is either. But I think Kwan Thibodeau, Evan Neal, right, Derek Stingley, like these guys are up there. Kyle Hamilton, these guys up there, they're still in the top ten. Trayvon Walker. When I thought about Georgia, I thought about Jamal Davis, I thought about Deontay Wyatt, I thought about the Kobe Dean. Trayvon Walker was probably my fourth or third. Like person that I thought of when thinking about that Georgia defense, which is wild to me. So when I'm doing the studying and I'm thinking, well, how is he going number one overall? I figured it out. It's the potential. This guy has rare athleticism and versatility along the defensive front. Now, he wins with a lot of quickness and speed. Dude, the guy's a freak. 6'5", 270, he's lean. He's a freak athlete with a high ceiling. He's not like Miles Garrett, but he's got like... Like, Miles Garrett had like, Jadeveon Clowney potential. Kind of reminds you of, like, Mario Williams was a little, I think he was a little shorter than 6'5". But that kind of potential, like, that burst of speed. The thing that I were reading is that he was great in a lot of games, but he did struggle against Alabama and Evan Neal in the national championship game, right? That's the best competition you're going to face, and that was his worst game. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just a note. This man is shot up draft boards, so I think he deserves to be number one overall pick. No, in all seriousness, he is not number one on my draft board. But it's hard, if you're the Jaguars, it's hard to not be enamored with this guy's potential. And you can give him a little time. He's not going to be the best player on your line immediately, right? You have Josh Allen, right? So I think this is a good, solid pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I like him at the number one overall spot, Trayvon Walker. All right, number two, the Michigan man stays in Detroit, stays in Michigan and goes to the Detroit Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, 6'6, 260. Listen, this guy's got length, power, fun mills, effort, speed. He is everything you want in the DN. He is pedal to the metal, go straight right at. I watched him a couple times at Michigan. I watched him against Washington early in the season. He always um, stuck out to me. He's just overall a solid pass rusher. They say he can play a little bit of outside linebacker. I didn't see that that much when I was watching Michigan, but he has next level effort which is why he's getting repaired he, it reminds him of jj watt now do i see jj watt no it's almost impossible to think of someone who's a what a three-time defensive player of the year and probably the second greatest pass rusher of um our generation so i don't think he'll get that to me is he the second overall pick well when you say things of like just gives me effort that doesn't scream second off pick to me Right. I think a guy like maybe who I'll it mentioned next, hint, hint, Kawan Thibodeau is a little bit more is a little bit more talented, right? And that's where it just comes to me who I would pick over him. But Aiden is all out hustler and I think Detroit and he fits a Dan Kebble all out a hundred percent more. So I think he's a solid um number two overall selection. All right, I guess it counts kind of about who I think number three, but I think the Houston Texans select um Kawan Thibodeau. This guy was the number one recruit out of control uh out of the country, sorry, when he was uh uh, when he was a recruit, and listen, he is the most talented player in his class. I remember watching him the first week, and I think he had three tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, and a touchdown. He just took over the game. He is an exceptional athlete with regards to explosion agility. The one flaw is what Aiden Hutchins has had, which is why more people are comfortable with taking him over him, is the consistency and the motor. Is it high enough? I always think that's a little unfair to say for a position that plays. Fifty percent, sixty percent of snaps, right? You're not playing every single snap as a D end. Not how everyone does. So I always think it's crazy to think that is the number one issue. But listen, the Texans need to take the the best player available in this and at this point, right? That's the truth. And Kalan Thibodeau is not only the best player at this point for what they need, but he's also the most talented player at this point, and that's why I take him number three overall in the draft. All right, number four. Now I think. That goes one, two, three. Maybe Thibodeau might not go 3, but those two are definitely going 1-2. Now it gets interesting, right? Now the draft gets a little bit more. Who's going to take what? And we're, got, we're going to back-to-back New York teams. First one is the Jets, number 4. I think they take Evan Neal. Evan Neal, to me, is just a little bit more versatile than Ekan uh, Ekwonu. I hope I pronounced that right. Listen, the Jets could go in a lot of different directions, but overall they have to help out Zach Wilson and maybe... One of their better weapons in Michael Carter. Listen, he uses his massive frame of 6'6", 337 pounds to move defenders off the line of scrimmage. He excelled at both left tackle and right tackle. And you know every single year, if you want to play for Alabama, you got to be elite in the trenches. And this guy is He's a massive human being. He has great hands, great mobility. I just don't see how he's not the pick. Now, could they go Eken Ekwanu? Ekan yes, um, and I'll get to why I think he's a really good selection very soon. But to me, Evan Neal has a little bit m- bigger body, 6'6". And he's. And I hate the whole coaching thing, but I'm a bigger Alabama guy, right? And sometimes when it's that close, right, and I get the better coaching and the better school and you play against better competition, that, to me, elevates you. And I think that's why Evan Neal will be the fourth overall pick. But the Giants, I think with the fifth overall pick, will select Ekon Ekwanu, right? He's 6'4", 3'10", pounds of junior at NC State. Listen. One thing I always read when I read starting reports is when did you start? Were you a late bloomer or did you really come in early? This guy was a starter from day one. He has tenacity, size, and he has devastating power at the point of attack, which is what they really need, right? Evan Neal actually might not fit them as well. He has power to move defenders out the line, but this guy is devastating at the point of attack. They need to get Saquon Barkley Opportunities. They just have not been able to do that, and it starts with someone who immediately jumps off the ball faster, right? They need to keep the wide line. I understand they got Andrew Thomas and Nate Solder, but they have to keep. The- it's simply they don't need anything else. Could they go defense here? Yes, they could, but they also have another pick at the seventh overall pick. So really, the difference between the one pick to me not be that much. So I think Ikhan Ikwenu is the fifth overall selection in the NFL draft. Sixth, the Carolina Panthers, one of my favorite players in this draft, Amon Sauce Gardner. I mean, that name is just should be a number one overall selection in itself. But Sauce has exceptional size, 6'3", 190. And the reason he was a three-star recruit, the reason why he wasn't at a higher program is because he was 160 out at of a, at a high school, right? 30 pounds to gain in three years is absurd. He built muscle. And with that muscle, he's got elite coverage skills. He's great on the ball. The one thing that I like about him, right, you heard this, that he didn't give up a touchdown his senior se- or junior season. He didn't give up a touchdown of over 20 plus yards his entire career. He keeps everything in front of him. Now, scouts do project that since he's 6'3", right, he's better in a zone scheme fit, which is very possible. And I have all the confidence in the world, he'll be a good man-to-man corner, and also they have a... Carolina has another good young cornerback where they drafted last year and J.C. Horn, who got hurt, who's playing exceptional. They let Stefan Gilmore go. I think they're very comfortable with him. And they have C.J. Henderson and Gardner, a very young three-cornerback cheer they could have for the next you know, five to six-plus years. So I think it's a steal that they get him with the sixth overall pick in the draft. All right, with the seventh overall pick in the draft, we have the Giants back again, getting the unicorn of Kyle ham within a 6'4", 220-pound junior. He is a safety. Not only is just a safety. I said he's a unicorn. He plays safety, corner, linebacker, and the nickel, and he could probably play. And he is excellent at playing the free safety, free safety Robert Rule. I think of the first game against Florida State. I saw him have two picks in the free safety Robert Rule. He was exceptional in that game. Uh, There's nothing he can't do. He reminds me of Derwin James. He's got a high IQ. He's been excellent for the past three years. To me, he is the best player in the draft. That is the truth. He is the best player in the draft. He would be my number one overall pick. If I had, if I had the number one overall pick, that would be it for me. Um, I don't understand why he's been falling on draft boards, but it's just how it's been going. They let you Bill preppers go. They need someone to replace him. Kyle Hamilton fits perfectly with the New York Giants. All right, number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Listen, they need everything. They don't have a wide receiver. and Could they go Garrett Wilson here? Yes, because they go a lot of like Whatever rivalry they think is the best, yes. But to me, I think you keep showing up what you're good at. I'm going the opposite of what they've been doing. Go defense, defense, defense. Best player right here is Derek Stanley Jr., 6-foot corner, 190 pounds out of LSU. Listen, his freshman season was about as good of a freshman season that you can have in a college football career. He had six interceptions. He was a number one corner. He was a shutdown corner for LSU, which won the national championship. The issue is he hasn't played a meaningful game. His first-round status was cemented after that, and he hasn't played a meaningful game in two years. When he's healthy, he's got elite speed with excellent instinctual ability to get up for interceptions and pass deflections, and they can pair him with A.J. Terrell, which is even a bigger deal in mind. So I like this play on multiple fronts. The only reason you don't do it if you're Atlanta is the timeline going to fit that you're going to have to pay both of them by the time your offense comes around. Maybe, but you got to face a lot of weapons um in the NFC South. I mean, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of people, you know, to play in the NFC South. So I, I think building with the corners might be the best move, um, for the Atlanta Falcons. Michael Thomas um adding another one when he comes back healthy. So I think with the eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Derek Stingley Junior. All right, with the ninth overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks, they're gonna go the next best offensive line here, which is Charlie Cross, a 6'5", 305-pound redshirt sophomore, right? I think he's the only redshirt sophomore I have in the first rounds. He's got – the stats say he's got an excellent first step. He's an excellent athlete. He's a dominant – It's the biggest thing. He's a dominant run defender. Seattle was always relied on the run in the PKR hour. Elijah Penny had – was it Elijah Penny? Yeah, Elijah Penny, right, really came on his own at the end of the season, was dominating. I think there was – this is the way to win football games with a new quarterback at Drew Locke. Got to come in with Charlie Cross, another excellent run blocker to help that come along to take pressure off Drew Locke when he has to do play action to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Both who are still on the team for now. All right, with the 10th over pick, the Jets have another selection, and they will be taking a weapon now. Ready? They're helping Zach Wilson two fronts. This is Vila Seahawks' pick um, from Jamal Murray, and it is Garrett Wilson. Do I think Garrett Wilson is the best wide receiver in the draft? No, I will get to mine, but he's the healthiest at this point, and he has a dynam- he's a dynamic threat to catch the ball with his hands. I mean, he can take it and go, and he's so good after the catch. He's really good in the slot, and that's why I actually think he's better for the Jets at this spot. Zach Wilson has a really good release, three-step drop, two-step drop, boom, get it out. Garrett Wilson get- beats you with the ball, has good hands, and he can make the good play. To me, that lines up as a perfect fit. For what they have, they also have Elijah Moore, who really is more of an outside receiver. Corey Davis. I think you're starting to build something with the Jets. I think of the first two picks of taking um, Econoguanu, sorry, sorry, not sorry, Evan Neal and Garrett Wilson. It's a home run out of the park for the Jets to really help their quarterback, Zach Wilson. All right, let's get into the teens now with the 11th overall pick, the Washington Commander Select, Drake London. I just think this is an overall great fit. Once again, do I think Drake London's even the second best wide receiver in this draft? I don't, but I don't see how you deny this fits if you're the Commanders. He's a jump-off threat. He's a contested catcher. That's exactly what fits new QB Carson Wentz perfectly. He's got excellent body control, big frame, 6'4", 220 pounds. I think that really establishes your wide receivering group Goop, too. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel and Drake London. I think that's a very bright young core because TerraCoin's not. I think Terry Cohen's 26, 25. Chris Samuel's probably the same age. He's not. Both of them aren't old. And Drake London, I believe, is 21, 22. I think that really establishes a good young core for the future if they want to keep going with Carson Wentz. or even if they decide to bring in a new quarterback next year, he's already got weapons, right? All right, the 12th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings, like Zion Johnson, 6'3", 310, um, inside lineman um, from Boston College. Listen, you can play the left guard and the left tackle. The reason why I like about him and why I think he fits here and why I predicted him here is because everything I've read about him is he's just consistent. Always has hands and good posture. He's always in control of his frame. He's never slouching over, right, never leaning too far back, good body control. I just think that fits the Vikings and what they want to do. I know it's a new regimen with Mike Zimmer out but they still have to continue to build through Dalvin Cook, and they gave Kirk Cousins that extension, right? So I think you have to continue to make them look better, which is why I think Zion Johnson is a good fit right here. All right, now getting into the Houston Texans', Texans second pick in the first round, and this is via the Sean Watson trade. I'm going with Jordan Davis. He is a humongous human being, 6'6", 340 pounds, really the anchor of the defensive, defensive line at Georgia. Listen, he is dominant in the run game he's got an incredible first step for a guy size i think he ran like a four or five 40 which is absurd with a man his size he's almost impossible not to double team in college i kind of expect the same thing in the nfl the only issue is how many snaps can he play? Um, I know I said a concern. It's not really a concern for me when defensive line defensive ends play 40 to 50 snaps, right? 50 to 60. But I really mean like how many snaps can he play late in the game? Like is he going to get too hard? The NFL bodies going to run him down. Is he going to have to lose a little bit of weight or get into better shape? Just some slight concerns when you have such a big body and frame. But listen, if they get him and Kaywon Thibodeau, and that's what I predict, and that's what happens, Houston knocked This draft out of the park with new head coach, Levy Smith. All right, with the 14th overall pick, I think the Baltimore Ravens select his buddy at Georgia on the defensive line, which is Deontay Wyatt. Listen, 6'3", a little smaller, 6'3", 307 pounds, also a senior at Georgia. But he's also a disruptive interior rusher. He's not as powerful as Davis, but they say he's quicker at getting into the gaps, right? Maybe not even a quicker first step. But he's quicker at seeing the vision of getting in. Jamal Davis is clogging up. Deontay Wallace is using those holes and getting through. And they say what that They love if he can line up anywhere on the D-line. He's versatile. I know Baltimore always loves these guys that can do a little bit. They have a new defensive coordinator, so I don't know exactly how it's going to look. But I like this pick right here for the Baltimore Ravens with Devontae White. All right, we're getting into my Philadelphia Eagles now with the 15th overall pick. This is via the Miami Dolphins. I think the first one they go to is Trent McDuffie, the 5'11 cornerback from Washington. Um, Everything I've read about him, listen... To let Steven Nelson go. Darius Slay, I think they're clearly in mind for quarterback in this draft. He's a very, very good athlete. And this is kind of going to the cliche of how he rows He loves his back 12 guys. But this is the one time I actually think that this is not a bad move. He's a very good athlete and he's quickness and coverage. He's they say he's rarely out of position. Right? And he can play on the outside or in the slot, which is huge for versatility. Because the Eagles probably need both of them. I like this pick. Remember, the Eagles have the 15th and the 18th. I'm not sure the difference between what the Saints have and the Chargers have is going to affect who they pick because what they need, the Saints and Chargers don't. So I think whoever they get the 15, they can also get the 18. Whoever they get the 18, who I show, they can also get at 15. All right, with the 16th overall pick, we finally have the first quarterback taken off the board, Malik Willis. Um, right now, the Saints are fine at quarterback. Listen, they had a winning record with James Winston. Dennis Allen is familiar. It's not like he was not in the system or the head coach. I know he's was defensive head coach, but he was Sean Payne's number two when James Winston was obviously last year. But let's get to what I like about Malik Wells. He's an extraordinary athlete. I mean, he is as good as it's going to come at the quarterback position. He's the most talented quarterback in the class. The issue is he needs some work as a thrower. He doesn't go through his progressions well, and I think the number one issue with him that people don't like is yeah, you don't go through your, your progression well, but maybe you're hitting your first regression every single time like Justin Fields and throwing a solid ball, right? He relies too much on his legs. It's like he looks and then he goes. And that's not good in the NFL. But listen, he's got talent, man. He has an absolute cannon. And usually I'm not for quarterback sitting. but I think Malik Willis is in a scenario with the Saints that I think he can sit and, pl- and play down a year. And I think that's completely fine for him to do in a system like the Saints. The guys are good at developing quarterbacks i think this is a good spot um for him i think this is a good spot for him all right so continuing on um with the 17th overall pick i think the los Angeles chargers select jermaine johnson a lot of people have jermaine johnson higher up on boards um i guess it's just how it's followed this might be one prediction i'm really far off 6'5 250 pounds redshirt senior from florida state he's been at juco he's been at uh, georgia and he ended at florida state Everything they say about him, he's extremely quick off the ball. Um, he's a variety of moves and takes really good angles. He's not a game changer that I've read about, but he's a solid, solid player that gives effort at all times, which is why I think he's going to fit really well with Joey Bosa and um, Khalil Max. I, I think they're in really good shape in all fronts in that part, and I think they just continue to bolster up the talent that they have. They have this high of a pick, might as well get the most talented guy there. I think Jermaine Johnson's that. All right, with the 18th overall pick, I think the Eagles select Jameson Williams. He is the absolute speedster of this draft, and I usually am not a fan of this, but I fell in love with Jameson Williams, and Jameson Williams after he ran a crossing run against Georgia, a five-yard crossing run and took it 80 yards to the house. This guy's got breakaway speed against the best town in the world in the SEC. Um, he has home run ability, excellent deep set from the slot and the outside, which why I think he's a little different. Um, he's my favorite receiver in the class. I think if he didn't get hurt or tear his ACL, he would be the first receiver taken. I think over Garrett Wilson, I think um, the Jets would take him instead for that groundbreaking speed. But he's not going to be ready for week one, and that's why I think the Eagles have leeway to really get him back, because you still have Devontae Smith, you still have Dallas Goddard, and you're a run-heavy team anyway. It's going to take a while off for Jameson Williams to get used to that. And, you know, God forbid Joan Rager ever actually uh, figures it out. Maybe he does. But I think The Eagles have a very solid draft if they go Jamison Williams and Trent McDuffie, filling two needs, cornerback and wide receiver. All right, the 19th overall pick, the Saints are back on the clock. This is the trade with the Eagles. The Eagles got a first-round pick in the next year. I also think they go wide receiver Chris Olave. Chris Olave is probably, to me, the most ready NFL ride receiver in this class, right, in the first round. I think he's him and Garrett Wilson. I think him, those two, are really more refined. He's a very refined route runner. He's exceptional at creating separation with smooth footwork. He doesn't excel at contested catches. It's a weird scenario. This reminds me of the Henry Ruggs-Jerry Drew scenario. Garrett Wilson was the, you can call him 1A, 1B, but Garrett Garrett Wilson was the number two to me in Ohio State for C.J. Stroud, and um, for uh, Justin Fields, that hasn't changed. The same thing. Jerry Juju's always number one guy, but Rugs went over him. I think a similar thing happens here. And Chris Olave drops. I think Chris Olave is probably to me a little bit better than Garrett Wilson. My running, uh, my wide receiver rankings. Even I've seen four. I think Jameson Williams one, Olave two, Wilson three, Drake London four. Those are my top four wide receivers that have been taken um, so far. And I think the Saints get a really good one, obviously. Another Ohio State guy they're familiar with, the System, Michael Thomas. Um, So I, I think it's a very good situation like that. All right, for the 20th overall pick, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers take Kenny Pickett. This is just one of those things that Pitt guy just gets taken by Pitt. And I just got a gut feeling this is what they're going to do. I'm not convinced Trubisky's the guy. He's two years. He has a two-year deal, and they've said if Baker Mayfield gets released, they would hop on him right away. Maybe they still feel that way and won't trick Kenny Pickett. But listen, Kenny Pickett's experienced. He brings good size. He's got decent mobility. We saw with the fake slide. Not many quarterbacks um, can do that. He's got good accuracy, poise, toughness, and leadership. It's not anything you don't want to be the quarterback. He's 24, and he was, let's just be honest, he was beating up on, you know, I'm not saying the ACC. ACC is bad, but man, you're in college for six years. I mean, you're doing what you're supposed to do at that point. I'm not convinced he's a first-round pick, and I'm here to say Malik Willis is the only quarterback that I would take in the first round, and that's the truth. I don't even know if Kenny Pickett's my uh, my second guy, but I I think Pittsburgh Steelers take him right now. Just that even if he plays when he's 26, I don't think they might If they can still get seven good years of Kenny Pickett, they'll t- they'll take it. If they had to send him for one year and Trubisky fails. Alright, we're at the home stretch here now with the starting with the 21st overall pick. New England Patriots are finally on the board at a very successful bounce back here. I have them taking Devin Lloyd. Um they cut Kyle Van Noy. I just think A Patriots system always needs a a linebacker that can do multiple things. And every time I watched Utah play, I saw him be able to do multiple things. He was great at covering side to side. He was versatile and also being able to rush the passer from the inside and the outside. He's a complete downhill player that creates a lot of tackles for loss. (coughs) I liked everything about his game. I only saw Utah play two or three times, but he always stuck out. And I think he'd be a great pick here. The Patriots is 21st overall. Now we have the Green Bay Packers who um have the Las Vegas Raiders selection um for the Adams trades. And I think they get back with a uh, wide receiver, with Traylon Burks, 6'2", 225 pounds, junior from Arkansas. He's a Swiss Army knife, right? He can line up out wide in the slide, even in the backfield. And he's great at getting 50-50 balls. There's not anything you don't really like about Traylon Burks. And a lot of people think he might be the best wide receiver in the class. To me... I don't see it, but I think he's a very, very good athlete, and anytime you get paired Aaron Rodgers, he might be looking like it, and this might be the first time ever that the Packers are picking a wide receiver in the first round of the Rodgers era. I believe it's the first or second round. No, I think it's just the first round because the Vondams was a second round pick, or maybe it was a third. The point is, they don't take a lot of weapons for Aaron Rodgers, and they're getting one finally for him here. Um, the Arizona Cardinals with the 23rd overall pick. I am selecting George Karlofidis. He uh, came over from Greece when he was 12 years old. 6'4", 275 pounds. He's a junior from Purdue. Listen, he might be the best power rusher in the draft. He's got insane raw power. And one of the reasons I also think the Arizona Cardinals do this is because, listen, here's the truth. JJ Watt gets hurt every single year. And when he's out, it fills a big hole. You might as well keep bolstering line. I understand you lost Christian Kirk, and maybe you can go with Jahan Dotson here to pick up his deep playability. But you keep getting you were great in the trenches last year. When you were controlling the run, the way to the way win football games, you control the run, and you can run the ball really well because it opens up everything else. You control the run really well. It makes them go into deep fourth, third, and second, and third down passing situations for your pass rush to get there. All right, the Arizona Cardinals need to continue to go through that stage. All right, and I think it would be a great start right here with a power rusher like that. You could also learn from really a really good player in J.J. Watt. All right, the Dallas Cowboys, at the 24th overall pick, I'm selecting Daxton Hill, a foot, 190-pound junior from Michigan. He is a versatile defender. Um, he can play either high safety, nickel, or in the slot. Uh, there's some concerns about his size, but I think this would be a good fit for the Cowboys who are good in the secondary, but you need someone to really help out in the secondary. Trayvon Diggs is great in the secondary, but he gets deep a lot deep blood right this guy can play high safety you need to to help out digs or if you're really playing press you can get up in the nickel on the slot i just think he's a really good fit here for the cowboys all right the bills they don't need allowed the 25th overall selection but they do need another corner and crying elam um trayvon white i don't know how tradarius white Sorry, i don't know how long he'll be out with this torn acl so they need a corner in this draft um Kimberly is primarily a zone and press corner, kind of what Trey Davis is. He's a really good press corner, really more in the man-to-man spot. He's an excellent athlete. The issue is he's not the best tackler in space and stopping the run, which is why I might not see them go with him here, but he's the best corner available at the spot, and I think the Bills would not be dumb to pass on him, but if you want to take a chance on someone else, it might come back to bite them at the end. So I think Kair Elam is the selection here. All right, with the 26th overall pick, the Tennessee Titans selected N'Kobe Dean, 5'11", 225 pounds from Georgia. And every time I watch Georgia play, he stuck out on the screen probably the most. And it's crazy that Devin Lloyd jumped him because Devin Lloyd, even though he's so good, listen, N'Kobe Dean won best linebacker in the country. Turns out definitely just a little bigger, faster, and maybe stronger, and that's why he's jumped up on draft boards. But listen, he's got excellent reaction and quickness to Joe to go side to side. I just mentioned he won the 2021 Buckus Award, which is the best linebacker in the country. He's a little undersized, like I just said, but he can shoot gaps. But the issue is he played with a ton of talent, and holes were easier for him, in my opinion. Right? That's just a little me thing. Since he's got a lot of talent, and maybe it won't be, uh, will be the same. But when you play with so much talent at Georgia— It's sometimes hard to evaluate. I mean, that defense was probably, if not, the best of all time, right? If we're talking about how they defensively shut people down, if not top three defense in all of college football ever, right? So sometimes, you know, when you get in the NFL, you're still playing with a lot of talent, but now you're playing against a lot more talent. It's just a little adjustment I think Dean's going to have to make. Not everything's going to be so easy for him. Um, with a 27th overall pick, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks select Tyler Lindbaum. Listen, sometimes you draft for the future and for now, right? When I talked about the Bills, they get Elam, right? They still have White even though he's hurt and he's going to come back. But you got to draft for the future a little bit when you can't pay that secondary corner, that second corner, and he can now come in, right? Riley Jensen is going to retire soon. Limbaum can be his replacement for the future, and you can still put him on the O-line to help um, Brady in the in the short term right now. He's got toughness in him. He's got good hands, good mobility, a multi-year starter. There's not much not to like Tyler Limbaum, Iowa kid going into an area where he has no expectations and only can learn from the best. Love everything about this. Um, the Green Bay Packers, I think, select like Trevor Penning, 6'7", 25 pounds. He's a redshirt senior from Northern Iowa. Listen, this guy is a huge human being. What I just said, 6'7", 325, but he's a very fluid athlete for his size. The reason why he's not higher in this draft, one, Northern Iowa, right, two, if you're going to draft them from Northern Iowa in FCS school and offensive lineman, you have to be very, very talented, and they believe in your potential, but he's a project, right? And I think the Packers with two first-round picks here, right, and... If you're going to build within the line, I don't know how much longer Rodgers is going to be there. I know he signed that extension. Everybody's a little bit of a project, right? You're okay to build with that second pick. You don't need, to get a defensive weapon. Keep building within that line so you can continue to have success. I think this is a potential home run play here for the Packers. All right, we got the Chiefs and back to back picks 29 and 30. I got the Chiefs liking Andre Booth with the first one and Boy mafe Let's go with Booth first. They. Well, let's just go with deep. They need to go with defense. All right. I, I don't care that they lost Tyreek Hill. They got Juju back. Um, the Cobra Kerr Hallman. I mean, they are fine on the offensive end. Travis Kelsey, right? Clyde Edwards. They are fine in the offensive end. Keep sharing on defense. You see on the secondary, they got beat a lot and they couldn't get to J- Joe Burrow enough, which wasn't crazy enough because Joe Burrow was getting destroyed the entire playoffs. So Boy My face offers great lessons on the edge, and he flashes effortless movement skill and space. And in other years, he would be higher, but he doesn't have his biggest potential as the Jermaine Johnsons, Aiden Hutchinsons, Kamon Dibodeau, Trayvon Walker, and all those guys. Um, Booth is a very good corner, good size. It's six foot. He has good athleticism, instincts, physicality, ball skills, and competitiveness. Um The reason he's not higher, kind of like Elam, they're kind of probably in the same tier. They both have struggle tackling, right? They both just have struggle tackling, but Elam is a better zone corner right zone end man a little bit better in coverage while booth has improvements in the zone coverage that they say all right the 31st overall pick the cincinnati Bengals select a finally alignment ken young green junior from texas a&m he's experienced he started 35 games every single game of all through his career he's exceptional in the run game which the Bengals started to do more and more as the year went on with joe mixon i think they continue that they saw so much success and he's versatile He can play both guard positions and right tackle not much else you want an offensive lineman in today's NFL. I think they get a very good pick here, the 31st overall pick. And last but not least, the Detroit Lions select Lewis sign. This is via the Matt Stafford trade. That's how you know that the Lions probably lost the trade. Not lost, but the Rams won the trade because they're picking last because the Super Bowl champions. But Lewis signs is a 6'2", 200-pound junior, uh, uh, safety from Georgia. It would not surprise me if... He gets picked over Daxon Hill, and Daxon Hill falls here. Maybe they like his size a little more. He can play more of the single high safety. He's not as versatile. He can come to the slot. It's not as versatile as Hill, but he's a physical, violent hitter. He thinks about the line. I mean, think about the lines again here. Hutchinson and Sign right CNA I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly two guys that are physical and want to hit you this is the type of football that Dan Campbell wants to play I think they're really going to like the selection he can play in any defensive scheme all right that's going to do it for this episode of no block sports I mean episode 74 so much to get to third year I've done an NFL mock draft It's took me over three and a half hours of work and I enjoy every single second of it um, like comment subscribe follow me on uh twitter my main twitter at jgreen for underscore four five nine nine find me at no block sports one uh, if you want a written version of this you'll find it on at my twitter i just mentioned right my personal one on way enterprises i'll put a link to the more written version um on the description of this episode and when i drop the ep otherwise that i can't wait to go back next episode second round playoff predictions let's go <laughs>